0: Ladies and gents, boys and girls, we are back for topic number two. And we might as well make it do what it do. Kevin Durant, B-Town, Bucktown. It's going down. Kevin Durant requests a trade from the Brooklyn Nets per manager. What is the best trade package for Kevin Durant? And Zay, you went last on the last topic. Mike, is yours, brother. Talk to me.
1: So I think what the reported um, trade the Suns were offering was – DeAndre Ayton, Michael Mike, Bridges, and two first-round picks. I think that's the best thing you're going to receive if you're talking about Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant wants to play on a team that has two superstar, all-star, superstar-caliber players. That's Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Um, you're not going to get Devin Booker from the Phoenix Suns. They're not gullible like the, the Brooklyn Nets. are. They're not going to just trade their players to get Kevin Durant. That's not what's going to happen. You're going to gonna keep Devin Booker. They're probably going to keep Chris Paul. You'll probably have a better chance of trying to get Chris Paul from that team than Devin Booker because Chris Paul's on his way out of the league so if you want you could probably try to get Chris Paul to the Brooklyn Nets and then you have uh, KD and Devin Booker matched together but you're not getting Devin Booker at all you know they gave you a great trade offer in DeAndre Agan a, a young center who's looking like he could be a star number one pick a guy who's averages a double double a guy who scores in a paint, a guy who can shoot middies a guy who could defend um, and you get Mike bridges a guy who was a, a, a runner-up for defensive play of the year and you get two draft picks that you don't have currently because you traded everything to houston so i think that's something that's the best option right now when you talk about the brooklyn nets the brooklyn nets talking about the, uh a report saying they want the biggest return ever for kevin durant mind you kevin durant played 90 games in the last three seasons forget talent the guy can't stay on the floor it don't matter how talented the guy is if you can't get on the floor you're a liability the whole point of you being a great basketball player is that you can play games not be out you know, with injuries so I think that's something that's also play, um, plaguing a lot of guys' minds. Like, why would I give you my two youngest um, assets, my, my star players on any team, when Kevin Durant can't stay healthy on the floor? That doesn't make sense to us. We'll give you draft picks. We'll give you guys already on their way out with Bridges and Aiden. And, um, but other than that, I think that's the only thing in my mind that's the best uh, return for Kevin Durant. I respectfully disagree here. I'm, I'm going to start off with responding
0: to you. Look, I, that's not good enough for me. And we can sit here and say Kevin Durant's availability or lack of. But he's still Kevin Durant. And if that's the case, if I can't find a trade that looks sweetened, then he's not going nowhere. The guy's on the contract. So he'll stay in Brooklyn for all it's worth. Unless I find a the deal, then I cannot pass up like the godfather. I cannot refuse the deal. And if you're the son, you got to come better. If we're not talking Devin Booker or Chris Paul, then we ain't talking. It's not about Kevin Durant and trying to get him to uh, contender. It's about me getting the deal because he basically quit on his deal. So we're not doing that here. And I think the Nets will be foolish to try to accommodate somebody that didn't want to accommodate them. Okay, let's talk about it. Okay, I'm about to talk my stuff because this guy came to Brooklyn and got everything he wanted. New head coach because they didn't want to play his mans. I'm um, DeAndre Jordan who was washed up. They started playing Jared Allen. His job was out of there. And Jared Allen was a better player. Okay, mind you. Okay, he asked for teammates. He picked this team. He picked this coach. He picked everything. Trey's, James Harden, this and that. And then you just going to bail like that? And then y'all want to come back and say Kyrie Irving was the biggest thing? You vouched for Kyrie Irving to come over there. That's your guy. Make sure he doing what he got to do. If I'm inviting you to my house and you're inviting a friend. Oh, by the way, my friend is coming. And he's tearing up my house. I'm going to look at you. I did invite him. You did. So Kevin Durant is the most to blame here. But. Nevertheless, let me answer the question. I said it on the off air. I'm going to say it on the air. I do believe that the best package for Kevin Durant lies in Boston. Now, you can sit here and say all the reasons why Boston would not make the deal. That's a fair argument. That's your point. I'm talking about package. The best package on the table that could be offered that I would not refuse is Boston. When you talk about Marcus Smart, when you talk about Grant Williams, when you talk about Jalen Brown, of course, we got to start with Jalen Brown there. As a centerpiece, I'm getting defenders here. I'm getting guys that made the finals. I'm getting a guy that's a crafty scorer, Jalen Brown, who you know obviously could have some tweaks in his game that he could fix, but he's at the prime of his career. I'm getting that. I'm getting Marcus Smart, that gritty guy that can set the temple for grit. You know, the Bobby Portis, the Pat Beverly, the Draymond Green. I'm getting that of Marcus Smart, okay? Grant Williams. I'm getting a guy that can shoot the rock that could defend that basically held down Giannis to the best of his ability that held down Drew Holiday to the best of his ability who went off in game seven to the best of his ability I'm getting that guy and all they're getting is Kevin Durant I think that's a fair trade with me I know off air you said I would never trade um Zay, I would never trade amongst each other what they did before I mean obviously it turned out to be a robbery that Brooklyn is still trying to recover from but they did before they can do it again because now Boston okay you're getting a closer which is something you need no disrespect to Jalen Brown. I love the dude. He's growing every single, every single time I'm watching, he's growing. But he doesn't have that in. He doesn't have that killer instinct. So I could argue Tatum too. Tatum will have moments. He has the talent to do so, the physical capabilities to be that Mamba dude with the Mamba mentality coming from the Kobe Bryant branch. But he didn't show it this year, and he hasn't really showed it in his career. I seen him from Kevin Durant. So when you talk about the additions of Mark, Mark and Brogdon and now your debt won't be that compromised because even though you're losing three guys, basically, Mark and Brogdon subbed in for Marcus Smart. you could say. Jalen Brown is substituted for Kevin Durant and Grant Williams is probably going to be substituted for Gallinari, you could argue. So you're going to have you got debt so you can afford to make this deal. Now, should they make the deal? If I was them, I'd probably stay stat. I'm not going to stay stat with who I got because my bench is so lethal but it's not something that I'm in stone. I can change my mind. So i go with Boston.
2: So I wanted to hit on something Will said to start off his take, and I'm kind of leading that way, is if I'm Brooklyn right now and I'm looking at some of the places where Kevin Durant could go, there isn't particularly one deal that's standing out because Kevin Durant has already made it clear, right? He wants to play with two all-star caliber players. But then if you're the Nets you obviously still have four more years of team control. You're going to want two all-star caliber players back realistically for Kevin Durant. So the more and more I'm looking at the situation, Kevin Durant, as you said, Lil, the Nets have done everything for him since he's been in Brooklyn. So I tried to figure out over the last few days, like what exactly went wrong? What does Kevin Durant want? And the only answer I came to is that the Nets, they, they didn't want to pay his guy, Kyrie Irving. And Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they're still on the same page. They still want to possibly team up at another place. And it's looking like to me that this move by Kevin Durant could just be leveraged to get his guy, Kyrie Irving, paid. Because I think what happened is last offseason when the Nets uh, signed Durant to that big extension, it was probably under the assumption that Kyrie Irving was going to get that big contract right now. But after everything that happened this offseason, the Nets owner was even quoted the other day saying that he would rather have a 40 win team that plays hard and cares than everything he's gone through in the last year and change. And that's where I'm asking. Like, I guess the best package could come from a place like Toronto, a place like new Orleans, but I don't know if Kevin Durant is going to want to play there. And I'm looking at the nets. Like they just uh, get Royce O'Neal. They just um, bring it or they made another move I'm blanking TJ, on
0: blanket. TJ, TJ Warren.
2: Yeah, TJ Warren, they signed him. Um, Yeah, like those – Ben Simmons, who knows what's going to happen with him next time we see him on the floor. Joe Harris, Steph Curry, like you still have guys there. And I'm wondering, like, who is bluffing? Is the Nets owner serious when he says, like, we just want to move on from Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving so badly that we'll give them up on uh, a bargain on the dollar and and just get, like, guys that we know are going to play every day? Like, I feel like in some ways – I know it's been overboard, but the Nets management, I'm not sure if they're prepared to handle stars in the NBA, especially when they signed up for the Kyrie Irving, uh, Kevin Durant experience. Because what are the Brooklyn Nets going to be if these two guys get away? If they trade for Mikael Bridges and DeAndre Ayton, I don't know how good the Brooklyn Nets are going to be. If they make a trade with Miami, they're not going to be able to get out of bio due to some rule in the CBA with the rookie contracts. Like, you're going to get Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson? Like, I don't know how much better that's really making you. I think if you want to get a guy like Scotty Barnes from Toronto, that would be a good uh, piece to, to center a trade around. Same thing with Brandon Ingram in New Orleans, if you could get your hands on one of those two guys. But I, I agree with Will in the sense that it's really hard to find a package that is going to be worth Kevin Durant and if you're the Brooklyn Nets like I, I'm wondering like do you just give in and pay Kyrie Irving and just say like okay we know what we're going to be without these guys I don't know like I wouldn't be I wouldn't love that after the season and the unreliable, unreliable nature of Kyrie Irving over the past few years but if you're Brooklyn like how serious are you willing to go and uh, I think that's ultimately what it's going to come down to
1: I think, you know, when we talk about a trade between between uh Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics, little hit it on the nail. They already got swindled before. And Brooklyn saying they want the most returns. The Boston Celtics are actually in an, in an advantageous position where they don't have to give Brooklyn everything that they want because they're going to be playing each other in the playoffs. They're going to be playing each other for that position to be in the finals. So why would I give up Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and all my role players that got me to this point that were if I'm not mistaken, the number one defense from the second half of the season on going into the playoffs, why would I trade all those guys, all those great guys for Kevin Durant? Because I don't need the, the dynamic offense when I could get it from Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum on a night and night on basis. Yes, they're young, but their, inex- their inexperience was their biggest issue during the playoffs, not their inability to score a basket, not their inability to play defense. It was their inexperience. So I think that's something that comes a long time. They have a future. Trading for Kevin Durant tries to... Quicken that pace. It just tries to make them uh like I said, it tries to push to push them in a, in a position of winning now when they're already in a position of win now. They're already in a position with the youth that they have, that's their strength because they're able to play him in a multitude of ways. If you get a guy like Kevin Durant on your team, your team has to structure around him opposed to being a free-flow offense that the Boston Celtics were playing. Last season, you saw some instances where Marcus Smart was getting plays drawn for him. You had um, Brown getting plays drawn for him. Tatum getting plays drawn for him. Even Halford was getting plays drawn for him to hit some threes on the perimeter. So this is a team where when everything is flowing and working together, they don't need a guy like Kevin Durant, Kyrie, to take helm or take control of the offense. When Just because he's available doesn't mean you have to trade and gut your roster for him. So that's why I don't believe that Boston Celtics is the best spot for him.
0: I think they have the best trade package, is what I'm saying. Like I said before, if I was Boston, guns in my head, I'm staying pat, but I'm bouncing around with it. It's not guaranteed. I'm bouncing around. I may feel another way tomorrow. The reason why is because look, you saying something about they was um we, we there's a word you said. I, I'm blanking here straight up about um inexperience. There we go. Thank God. Yeah, they had that inexperience.
1: Just, How that.
0: they made the Eastern Commerce finals two times. Like, what what more experience do you need, bro? You've been in the playoffs, okay, many times, and you made the Eastern Conference Finals and failed, okay? You have the experience. I'm not trying to hear that right now. You don't have guys that are made out of that it. They're talented. One has, got, one has got the ceiling on his head, and that's Tatum, but they don't have that it, and they need that it. Kevin Durant, although sometimes he could be a little stagnant, he is one of the lethal shooters, and he has that dog when he wants to. I see them almost clap the bucks by himself, okay? That's who you were placing. Now, I get it. Defensively, when am I losing defensively? Yeah, you're losing a little bit of that defense, a lot of that defense, but you still got guys that could defend. Brogdon is more than capable of defending when he wants to. Dag White is another capable defender. Okay, Kevin Durant one time was locking up LeBron James. Okay, if he wants to put the effort defensively, he can. Tatum. We already know what Tatum did to Kevin Durant. We know what he can do to anybody, okay? And Robert Williams, you still got there, one of the best rim protectors in the game. So even though you're losing defense, basically cutting some of that defense out, you're bringing in offense now, even bigger offense, and leak the offense to Kevin Durant. And that's going to be hard to stop. But like I said, I'll keep
2: my roster. But I'm going back and forth. From a basketball perspective, for me, I think the best fit would be Toronto. I think it's very weird. I, I think it's very weird that Kevin Durant is going to go down as one of the 15 to best 20 players of all time. But when you compare him to some of the other guys in that range, it's pretty obvious to point out like, okay, what organization did that other player impact the most? And Kevin Durant, he doesn't really have a home in terms of his NBA legacy right now with the way he left Oklahoma city, he goes to golden state and wins those uh, finals MVPs, but he was never a warrior. He was never one of those guys. And it doesn't look like Brooklyn is going to be a home. Uh, I think Toronto that fan base and really that whole country of Canada would embrace him. And that would be something that would uh, suit him well. But at the same time, is that going to be a place he wants to play like with maybe Fred Van Vliet and Siakam, Gary Trent, like that would be a nice little core, but is that somewhere he wants to go? Like, I don't know. And at the end of the day, like I'm looking at Brooklyn and I'm thinking like, okay, maybe this drags out a little bit longer than we expect. And uh, especially if they can't find a deal that they like, and it doesn't look like Phoenix is going to give them that. So I I, I think this could drag on for a little while. And if you're Brooklyn and you go into the season with these guys still on your team, like it would, it might feel pretty toxic, but I wonder if that might be what they're thinking right now.
0: I mean, real quickly here. I do agree in the sense that I think I would probably just word it differently. I think he ends up in Toronto. I do. And like I said before, yeah, he may not want to go there because they're going to be giving up Scotty Barnes, I assume, and either Scotty Barnes and Fred or Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam. I'm not taking nothing less than that. You're giving me Scotty, You're giving me Pascal. You're giving me picks. Okay, then maybe that team is a little bit decimated now when you add Kevin Durant. But at the same time, I went out, and I've been accommodating Kevin Durant since he got here. I rubbed his feet. I rubbed his back. I made sure everything he wanted, he had, and yet he still asked for this trade. I'm done accommodating him. He's going where I get the best package. And if that's Boston, he's going to Boston. If that's Toronto, he's going to Toronto. If that somehow is the Suns, when they come to me nice and come to me correct with Devin Booker, then he's going there. So yeah, I do see him ending up there. And if you're in Toronto, what are you waiting for, bro? Like I get it. Scotty Barnes is a is a Great rookie. About to be in the second year. He showed a lot of flashes. He got the skill. Defensively, he he got it. He got the package. But we all know when these guys get older, when they become an all-star, and it's time to hit the market, they are out. They they go to the biggest market there is out there unless you – one of those um out of out of the country plays, they tend to stay where they are, like Luca, you know, Jokic and, and Giannis. They those out of country players, they don't care about all that shenanigans, market, you know, money and endorsements and things of that nature. They want to hoop, so that's why they stay loyal. Okay. But I, you know, I believe Scottie Boss is from America, so I'm pretty sure he's gonna adopt that American lifestyle where you get to be an all-star and you want to chase the big market, so you are go probably gonna lose him anyway. So- and you have a guy under contract for four years, like Kevin Durant.
2: So let me ask you this. If I'm looking at it from Toronto's perspective, I'm not giving them both Siakam and Barnes. And that's where I go back. If you're Brooklyn and you can only get your hands on one of those guys, like, are you just that desperate to move on from this Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving situation? Like, are you just that fed up with these two guys and everything that has gone on the last few years when you've given them everything they've wanted? Are you just that ready to say, you know what, screw you, screw you guys? And as their owner said, we'd rather be a 40 win team that plays with pride and cares and is reliable. Because my thing is like, If you're the Brooklyn Nets, what are you going to be from not only on the basketball floor, but off the floor? Like you had these two guys in Brooklyn for three years and it's going to end this quickly and you're just going to fade into irrelevance. Like it's always been a Nick town. We know the Knicks are the team that goes here. But like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they couldn't even move the needle and you're going to give up after that. I just think for all the Nets have been through with these two guys and they've been rewarded so little, like I know it's easy to react emotionally and say, okay. screw it we're just moving on but like i just don't i think it might take the nets a really long time to get back to the promised land if they just give these two guys up and uh, don't get much back compared to what the real value is and like if you're the nets that's that's the scary thing
1: that's the thing why i said the Suns probably offer the best package because what you're getting is deandre and michael bridges who are automatic starters off the rip with the depth you already have on that team on top of that you still have benjamin simmons who when he's playing, he's good. You know, I am I'm not I'm, i don't like him, but, you know, that's a, that's a different reason. But when he's playing, he's playing the, the defensive player. He sets up his offense. And you're talking about a potential lineup with Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, uh, Michael Bridges, and DeAndre Ayton. That's a starting five, a, a pretty solid starting five at that. It's not KD and Kyrie in a the, the rotation, but you're not getting a star player when you're trading Kevin Durant, unfortunately. Kevin Durant wants yeah. to go. The Nets are not in position to get assets back because of how bad, poorly, they've been trading their assets away. We talk about the James Harden trade, that was one of the worst trades in history. And the original trade, worst trade in history was that Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett trade years ago. And you traded all your assets. The Nets have shown their inability to trade and get liable, great assets back. And that's their biggest issue. They try to go for the home run every single time. And teams know that. Other GMs know that. So why would I want to give you a good trade offer when I know I can fleece you? You You're showing your ability to just take whatever you'll you'll get. If Kevin Durant says, I'm not playing a game for the Nets this season, what's going to be the situation then? The trade offers are going to get less. They're not going to give you good value. It's going to go lower and lower from here on out. I still think um, on Bridges, Aiton, two first-round picks is the best thing they're going to get because when Kevin Durant does get traded, we're going to look at the trade and say, wow, this is what they got. No, nah, I mean, look,
0: that was a whole another regime that they got fleeced from. So now we talking Sean Marks here. Now we talking different. I'm not the same guy. Whoever fleeced us with Boston, that was back then. This is a new regime. We done yeah. built this joint from the ground up. This is totally different here. So well, after James Harden trade, he got fleeced in. <laughs> And they did because James Harden quit. Okay, James Harden quit. But, you know, that's, you know, Kevin Durant got on their head. But look, I would say this. Mikel Bridge is not enough. Like, the guys are I won't call him a 3 and D because he shows flashes that he can, he can literally create offense. But the general labor around him is 3 and D. An is a guy that sometimes quit on you. I'm good. I'm not, I don't care about the picks, bro. Like I've been, I already built this thing from the ground up where I lost all my picks and I had to build this joint back up. I'm not trying to do that again. I want to win today. And if I don't get a package that really shakes my mind, then I don't see why they trade Kevin Durant and Kyrie Urban. Let them play. They want to play together, right? Let it be one more year. And that's the thing here. And I feel I feel sorry for Ben Simmons. I really do. Because but this was his best opportunity to actually have a roster around him where we probably could have seen him at his highest peak, knowing that you got shot creators and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Urban around you. I wanted to see that so bad. And I hope I still see that because I want to see Ben Simmons grow. And I think he can grow in Brooklyn
2: with Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. One team that hasn't came up in terms of packages that I think might just give the Brooklyn Nets the best package, I hate to say it, but it's the Warriors. They have Poole and Wiggins and Wiseman and Kaminga. Like, if you're the Nets and you could get your hands maybe two or three of those pieces that not going to lie like that package is a little bit more appealing to me than Boston's but then that raises the question like if you're Adam Silver do you step in and say no no no, the Warriors you're not getting Kevin Durant back and I don't even know if Kevin Durant would want to go to the Warriors considering you know he left that situation once already when he wasn't getting the credit he expected to for winning those finals MVPs and leading them to a few rings but I think that's the other team that would give a great package but once again like I think the conclusion we're seeing is Brooklyn isn't going to be able to get a package back that they really think is worth uh, the player of Kevin Durant's caliber. And with that in mind, and, and Kyrie Irving under contract for one more year, I know this is going to sound crazy knowing what the Brooklyn Nets have done in the last few years, and this could be the best NBA dynasty of all time. But like, Doesn't it have a little bit of a last dance vibe? That's what some people are saying uh, near the Brooklyn Nets organization. If they could just run this back for one more year, Kyrie Irving dips after this year. I don't know. But if you're the Nets, like I agree, like I'm not really just going all in to trade Kevin Durant because he says he doesn't want to be here. Like you have to realize what you're having. I think blowing this thing up like prematurely, that could just put your franchise in a terrible situation. Look,
0: I will say this. And then Jay, you could bring us home. Um, Like I said before, when, You see, I'm actually working, and this is a little sneak peek here to kind of my individual uh, content that's going to be dropping, right? I don't want to do it, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm actually working on another It's Good to Gamble video on Brooklyn right now currently. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of research that goes into this, you know. And um, when Brooklyn made the move to go to Brooklyn, when they left Jersey, it was for one reason, for relevancy financial reasons, okay? We have to go back to the roots of why they made this move anyway, and then everything will make more sense to you on why they did what they did, why they opened the door for KD and Kyrie and gave them the keys, why they opened the door for James Harden to come over here. It all comes full circle for the main reason why they moved there. They're not trying to build this thing back up. They didn't want to do that. They got fleeced because they was trying to do what they did, what they wanted to do. So now they want Kyrie Irving to stay there but obviously, they're unreliable. So now they want to make sure that they can contend they have the stars and they could go from there.
1: I think, you know, we talk about all these trade partners of what the Nets, um, who, who will be get the tra- best return, best trade packages. And I think the best situation is for the GM to try, like Zach said, like you said, have this last, you know, last ride kind of, kind of year. The last ride. That this, is, this is it. Because their roster is not bad. They added uh, Rose O'Neal. They added TJ Warren. They still got KD and Kyrie there. Ben Simmons is healthy. He's there. You got Seth Curry still. You have Joe Harris still. You have a very formidable team that can make a deep playoff push, even potential NBA finals if you stay together. My biggest issue with this team is health. They're not healthy. When For whatever reason, these guys are not on the floor. That's horrible and then coaching. I've been saying this since Steve Nash got hired. He was not the right guy for this team. I hate when organizations put, over, put a great roster together and then they start off with, a, with a, a Hall of Famer NBA player as a coach or they just throw in any coach and it'll work. They, they, is he, is this is not Cleveland and David Black. <laughs> like, does, this doesn't work everywhere. You can't just throw in a guy and say, well, Steve Nash did this and that. I understand they tried to uh, work with Kevin Durant, try to let him build this roster however he wanted to, build this team however he wanted to. The one thing they should have did was ignore Kevin Durant completely when it comes to coaching and let you pick out the best coach for this team. They probably would have got Kenny Agasson back, possibly. There's been a, there could have been a possibility he brought him back. But now you're stuck with Steve Nash, and I just don't like when he coaches. I hate when he plays guys 40-plus minutes a game.
2: Like, it doesn't make sense to me. I remember watching that <laughs> Nets-Celtics playoff series, and I just remember asking myself, like, what is Brooklyn's philosophy on offense? And the answer I came to was, okay— Kyrie starts off, he's going to dribble a little bit, and then they'll miss a shot. And then it's KD's turn, he'll dribble a little bit, and then he'll miss a shot. And it didn't really feel like there was an organized offensive philosophy uh, for Brooklyn at all.
0: Look, bro, all I know is when these guys played, and I know it's hard to say when because they haven't been there for the most part, but when they played, they won. Most times and not, they win when they play. Outside of when Kyrie Irving came back after not being vaccinated and they lifted the mandate, and even then they won. But it's just a series against Boston, who ironically should have won a daggone championship. They got fleeced because it's different when you don't have chemistry and you're trying to make everything happen now, when Boston is already gaining that chemistry and already got it and played together for all these years. You're going to get fleeced and you're going to get outplayed. But outside of that series, every time I've seen them play, they've won. And that's why I would take those little nuances and say to myself, maybe, yes, I do this. I I have trade discussions because I want to skin them. I want to let them know that they don't got all the power no more. And they better behave and they better act right. They better get their act together and show up. So now if they get the memo, maybe the relationship could be salvaged and we could go play some daggone basketball and win some games and potentially win a championship because I believe this roster is capable of doing so. My last point and I'm done on this topic, is I know Zach brought up the Warriors. I see why he did. They got the assets. You can argue they had the best assets outside of Boston. You can argue even over Boston. But for Kevin Durant's legacy, that would kill his legacy. His legacy will be done. They won without you. They won with you. Then without you again. And then you're going back to Steph Curry because I could win without you? Yeah, okay. Say goodbye to that legacy talk for me, please. Not top ten.